This is a podcast where I do an introduction to a podcast, and it is winged. <laughs> he always oh takes gosh. the conversation we it have is... right before he starts it. And it runs. Is this podcast is about to fly away. <laughs> it has been wung. Hello, everyone, and welcome, and welcome to Make Believe, Make Believe Heroes. Fifth edition. An actual play. Oh, yeah. Fifth, fifth edition, edition Dungeons and Dragons play. Adventure. An actual fifth edition play adventure. I am your dungeon master. I'm out. And my name is Paul, and tonight... And we are Timothy. friends joined I by five. I am <laughs> joined by four master. friends of mine. Five, Paul. Six friends. The, here are five friends of mine. Please introduce yourselves. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Kyork. Hey, I'm Felicia. And I play Mogert Stonefire. <laughs> <It's kinda laughs> Hi, I'm Ezra, and I play some half-elf named Claren Dury. Claren. You know, that guy. Hi, I'm Zach, and I play Chris. Hey, I'm Sam, and I play Torgan. Hey, how are you? To help a baby Thanks for listening. Hey. Honestly, I'm struggling a bit, Paul. Thanks for asking. We, we can talk about it later. Uh, for now, though, we're going to play D&D, but first we're going to do a couple things we always do, like give a shout-out to one of our friends who support us on patreon.com slash makebelieve. Yeah, go friend. Uh, this is one of our patrons. If you support us on here, we'll also give you a shout-out on the show. And thank you for that. And this week's shout-out goes to, I don't want to say this name incorrectly, I think it's Sura. S U R A H Sura. You think that's right? S U R A H Sura. 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 Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. You are amazing. I really mean that. But you know what else we like to do on the show? We like to read five star reviews. So let me go ahead really quickly and read a five star review. Or actually, Ezra, you want to read this one? Let's get it. This review comes from the kid with the lid. See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Yeah, uh, the emojis. The emojis. It's titled, I absolutely love this show. This is one of our fans from Germany. Here we go. I recently started to get into D&D, and in the midst of my hype, I found this podcast. Oh. I've been listening ever since and cannot stop. It is so imaginative. The characters are so interesting. As a new DM, I know how hard it is to make a story so amazing. The players are so funny and are just amazing people. Aw. Huh. Thank you. Thank you. I share many interests with them and just freak out when they make a reference to something I love in Zelda or anime. There is no rating that would fit this podcast. Your actual biggest fan, Max. <laughs> oh, man. Max turns wow. out. Is our actual biggest hey, fan. Man. That's awesome. Uh, we love Zelda. I mean, Zelda's my all-time favorite game series. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Bar none. Oh, yeah. Um, I have an entire shelf of Zelda stuff up there that you can't see. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a, it is a lot. I was looking at it the other day. I was like, I have a lot of stuff Yeah, right I like the pirate thing. Yeah, it's cool from Skyward Sword. All right, Jeffrey. Uh, it's time again for you to, to, to make up another review. This one actually comes from... Our friend Yeet Boy 2000, and it's it's entitled Amazing. 
and it has just a period in the body of the text, so you're going to be filling in the blanks. Actually, it doesn't have a period. It says something else. What does it say? This review by Yeet Boy 2000 says, This podcast is amazing, and the best part is when Kjorg yeets a guy out a window. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. How did you know? I just Because his name was Yeet Boy 2000. Yeet! And also, R.I.P. Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben! <laughs> That was, that was probably one of my favorite period reviews oh. that we've had. That's it. Like, That's the review. That was a good one. Good job, Jeffrey. Amazing. You did great. As Yeet Boy 2000 said. Thank you so much. Uh hope that was exactly what you had. Uh, hope it was all you hoped for. We are so <laughs> proud. Now it's time to get into some Dungeons and Dragons. Are y'all ready for that? No. No. Yes. I'm going to roll giant blue D20. I'm also ready. Ooh. Oh, oh crap. I should do it. We should probably leave. We have an 18. Mm. All right, see ya. Let's talk about what happened the last time on Make Believe Heroes. Last time our party trapped into a skirmish against two enormous lizard-like creatures, salamanders, a fiery one and an icy one. Uh, they were trapped in a fight to the death, but luckily for them, that death came to the two salamanders and not to our party. Although it did get kind of uh, questionable there for a minute when Joe, Mama, the blue icy one, uh, turned and breathed her icy breath on the whole party, except for Torgan, <laughs> almost killed all of them. He said Joe Mama. They still managed to stay afoot, chugging uh, healing potions left and right. Uh, and before you know it, they finally, all together, everyone doing their part, overcame this challenge. They took a rest. And Torgan, unwilling to place his life in the hands of these crazy folks, stayed up all night watching for going a long rest. But in the morning before they could leave, Claren, uh, stepping aside to take care of business before he <laughs> departed for the journey, discovered a small tunnel leading underneath the floor of the cavern where Chris and Mogert found a hoard of treasure with uh, some very valuable Secret gems tunnels. and one very nice bottle of cloud giant strength. Secret tunnel. PP tunnel. I mean, but now we're outside <laughs> in the bright, cold morning. And since you asked me this and I forgot earlier, Torgan, let me just go ahead and tell you this. You know that what you're looking for is essentially a ravine that runs down between two mountains to the north. You're traveling east. Yes, you're traveling east like along the mountain range, but there are a couple of mountains to the north, which would be the left of where you're going to be going, where there is a ravine that runs down between them, and you know there's a small hut down in there. But you know the place. You've seen it, you know, probably a dozen times. It's just a small little wooden shack. You've never been over there, um, but you know where it's at, and you know what you're looking for. You also know, and you might share this information later, there is a large, a very large frozen lake in front of it that you have to cross over to get to it. Okay. That's awesome. Awesome. You all step outside of the cavern. So, Torgan, tell me. Mm, what? Do you know the way? <laughs> I know the way. What is the way? <laughs> he knows the way. It is. He knows the way. Everyone make me a constitution saving throw. This is the way. I, I critical success. It's cold outside. I, since I have three cloaks now, does that mean I have better odds? Uh, Mogert got a 19. Okay. I got a 10 plus 3, so that's 13. Okay. 
I also got a 19. I got a 20. All right, Torgan, but I'm going to need you to roll that with disadvantage. Oh, no. Oh. Well, that was a 24 on the second one. Even better. Your sleepiness makes you even more resistant (laughs) to the cold. Because you can't Uh, feel anything. (laughs) Torgan, you feel exhausted. Okay. I could go for hours. You feel exhausted. (laughs) I got a nine. So you have one point of exhaustion, and and what that means is you have disadvantage on any skill slash ability checks. Okay. That's until you get a long rest. Won't affect your attacks or anything like that, just like skill checks and things like that. All right. Chris got a 19, right? I got a 19. Jorg, you do have have advantage. Hey! (laughs) Okay, that's 21. Okay, you have advantage against the cold, which you have discovered... We've already established this previously without specifically saying it, but you've had advantage because you got hot blood. Hot blood. Baby, now we hot got blooded. Hot blood. It's that uh, lycanthropy heating your blood. You are all now out in the cold. The cold, cold bright morning hits you, and you look around, Torgan. You all step up, Torgan. You kind of look back the way you guys came, and you see the effects of the avalanche. And as you all step up, you can all see it off in the distance, the pass that you would have maybe traveled through. Where is it at? It's to your right, which is to the west. It is a mess of ice, snow, probably rock, some tree. Just a big old mess over there where the the avalanche came down the side of the mountain and just made a big old problem. Way to go, Claren. That could be a big hindrance when you're going to travel back the way you came. But, you know, you'll just have to cross that bridge when you come to it. Look at that. Claren can do some damage. (laughs) Oh, that was dirty. Thank you. (laughs) Well... That almost squished all of us. Yeah, she's right. We could have died. Now, if only he can hit the enemies that hard. Except the people's champion wouldn't have died. I killed, like, four wolves, man. Like, back to pack. What are you talking about? Back to pack. You killed what? You did what? I killed, like, four wolves back to pack, man. You don't remember that? What does that have to do with anything? He said, <laughs> hit him as hard as he can. Hit the hit by hit hat. Trying to say I'm weak or something. I nuked a forest. Yeah, oh wow. Guys, we set a guys, forest on fire. Guys, I <laughs> guys, we are probably killing 20 wolves in the process. What is a nuke, Chris? We are the champion team. Plus Claren. No, all of us. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I love how me and Claren are taking sarcastic jabs at each other, and Mogert comes in like, people. Calm Especially down. me and <gasps> Torgan and Mogert and Chris and Claren. I got them all. He did it. And Smokey. I miss Smokey. Ah, oh, yeah. Should have brought him. He would have been helpful. You know, guys. It has. Uh, when I when I first met Chal, I don't know if you realize this, but uh, I didn't really like any of you. A whole lot. Uh, you, you don't say. I could tell when you when you wanted to kill me and leave me in chains. So just out of curiosity, are you about to get sentimental? Because if you start crying, I can't handle that. I was just going to say that we've been through a lot now, and uh, I still don't really like any of you, so I guess if we could try to hurry it up and get to the, get to the Eldrum, oh, and uh, oh my I can get my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best possible no, way I could have anticipated. <laughs> wow. That was actually pretty Thank good. Thank you. 
Well, as much as we, you don't like us, we like you. <laughs> Group hug. That's kind of true. We all do the little Care Bear thing in our leg. Champion team hug. Symbols glow. <laughs> Torgan, uh, you have some inspiration for that. Yes. That was good. <laughs> Love how this man literally just told us he still hates us, and Paul's like, yeah, inspiration for hating everyone. Yeah. Playing true to his character, that's inspiration. You all continue your journey? Yes. Okay. Yes. Hopefully we'll get to a valley here soon, and I think uh, the Eldrim should be down in there uh, in his hut. Do you think he's really there, or are we doing this for nothing? Well, I hope he's there. Trust your guide. The Eldrim, that's who we're looking for, right? Eldrim. He, he, he better be there. Yes. No, we're looking for Kilmont. No, looking for the Eldrum first. Are we just going to stand here and freeze, or are we going to, like, start walking? Find Theldrum, and then find Kilmont, and then bring Kilmont back to the gauntlet, and then win the gauntlet. Well, good. At least mm. we know you're still you're still sane. Well, that last part's for me. Okay, now that the mission is clear, let's go. Turtle Rock is about to rock your <laughs> world, Kjorg, you stupid. <laughs> fight, we'll, fight, we'll fight, fight, fight. We'll see, fight. yogurt. Uh, man, this storm is getting to us. So, man. y'all we start walking. Go. Sorry, I let Felicia out a little bit. It's cold. <laughs> it's a little bit. Oh, it's like a bad. It's like, was that Mocha speaking or something? You guys start walking. It is cold, but you're you're making decent time. You all succeeded on your constitution saving throws. You are shouldering the cold and pressing onward. And Torgan, from your look at the terrain, you're guessing you're probably within three, four hours of, of kind of the area you're looking for. You. Just walk. You don't see anything. No long fangs. Long shanks. You hope that the big avalanche back there took out any that might have been around and at the very least slowed any down that might be looking for you. And so you feel less inclined to like be sneaky. Uh, but it is also becoming more and more difficult for you to find places to like travel incognito. You know what I'm saying? You kind of got to walk out in the open. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you make an hour's travel, two hours travel three hours travel and you can see up ahead in the distance Torkin what you're looking for you're looking for an area where the path curves it's not really a path you know you're looking for a spot where there is sort of an opening between two mountains in the range and you can turn north and travel right and you believe that is it up ahead I think I see it up ahead let's press on how far how much farther I think like I think literally an hour's travel or less all right, let's do this. Let's put her in high gear. Everybody got your snow boots on? I think there will be a lake coming up, but hopefully it will be frozen and we can just cross on over. Oh, no. As far as you know, Torgan, you've never seen it not frozen. I'm a good swimmer. This will be that one day. In case it's not frozen. This far north and the temperatures here, you've never seen it. You've seen it where maybe it was warm enough that you would feel a little questionable about walking on it. But with the temperatures the way they are, you feel like it's it's probably good and frozen. Cool. Uh, not that you've ever really had any reason to go out that way. You continue forward and you sort of start turning and leading the group northward, northeast. And you come to the place where uh, you kind of turn along and these mountains uh, are kind of split and going up to the left and the right of this area that you are approaching. And as you all get over there, it, the ground 
beneath your feet starts to descend. Like you step up and you can see out and over this big ravine, probably, I don't know, 150 yards wide and further in terms of length, this ravine. I mean, you can't really tell exactly how deep it goes um, into this like tucked away area between the mountains. And what it is, these two mountains come together high up. Like they're, they're, it's almost like two peaks on one mountain. And the ravine is cut right down in front of them, and there is a cliff face on either side. The ground at your feet, like the terrain, dips down into like a bowl, a long, narrow bowl. On the far end of that, in the shadow of the mountain peaks, you can all see a little wooden shack, a little hut down there, way off at the end of that ravine, not too far from the edge of the cliff face. Between there and here, it just looks like snow. On the ground. It's pure, untouched snow. Ooh, that's, Tor- that's a pretty sight. Torgan! Yes. Snow, snow, there snow. it is! There it is. It's Steldrum. It's really not a wonder that we got here, uh, considering that I am your guide. So, we just gotta walk over there. You are a member of the champion team. Dang, can we bury this guy under this ice? <laughs> Shoot, man. Oh, man. Torgan is tired, and he's bringing out all of his snark. Ah, uh, Torgan, you're so funny, and she's gonna hit him on the back. <laughs> a little hard. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, Torgan, you're so funny, and I want to cast a fourth level fireball at him. <laughs> 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 oh no! Mogert's gonna start walking down toward uh, the snow mm-hmm. that she thinks is the snow. Okay. Of course, you know, you all know he told you there's a lake, and you. You know, but you know it's supposed to be frozen too. Okay, but she'll go to where she thinks the edge is, I guess. Is this where I think the lake is? Is this patch? Of yeah, snow? like you know where it's at. It's down. You know, the ground's going to descend for a while, and you're going to get to the bottom, and you know there's going to be a little bit of a, of ground, but then you're going to hit the lake area. A, a quick word of warning: I know uh, a lot of us like to use some fire spells sometimes, which is great, uh, but maybe <laughs> a lot maybe on this lake <laughs> may not be the best place for some fire. If you know what I mean. Mm. Literally one person can use fire spells. <laughs> I kind of look over at him. Mm. You don't say. A lot of us. <laughs> and you know, then I just keep walking. I say, of us. yeah, Balric, lay off the fire spells. <laughs> Balric. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I ain't heard that name since like episode five. All right. I remember Take it Balric. away, Balric. Uh, <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That line is still so funny to me. I'm so. Sorry. Torgan, we're just gonna walk across this uh, lake. Yes. Every other time I've been here, it's been frozen, and uh, I'm pretty confident that we can we can just walk across it. All right. Maybe we spread out just a little bit as we go. That's actually a good idea. Disperse the weight evenly. Let's disperse the weight. You all spread the weight a bit in a V formation, like uh, like geese. Yeah. You make your way across the lake. It's a long walk. Um, the snow gives you a little bit of traction, but it's it's difficult terrain. The the ice is just not real easy to walk on. And the further you walk, and the more you know, snow's already packed up in your shoes, and it's a little slippery. But you walk across, and you're making your way slowly. It's a long way. It takes you a little while. It's just walking slow. You finally get close enough that you can see the shack. Now you're getting closer. It's it's right in your sight here. You come upon it. It looks real, like, ramshackle. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just been kind of thrown together. It's rough-hewn lumber. 
There's a lot of snow and ice on the roof and hanging off the sides. There, there doesn't seem to be any like smoke coming out of the tiny chimney or anything like that. It is just this secluded little wooden shack. I mean, just just with your passive perception looking at it, you don't you don't see any signs of like footprints or anything like that coming out of it. You are approaching it. Does anyone do anything? No. With Torgan saying that he felt comfortable about it, Mogert would just trust him and not think to check anything. I come to the front door and kick it down. Now, I mean, I've got my hand on my short sword, of course, because you never know what's be a foot lurking on the other side of the door. Okay. Anybody, anybody, anybody do like any like perception checks or anything like that? We ain't done a perception check in like five episodes. Last episode. I'm going to give you a little grace. It's been a while since we played D&D. Somebody, somebody made me a perception check. I got you. All right, Chris is making a perception check. It is a 19. A 19 is plenty. Yeah. You are all walking forward, and Chris, you're kind of looking around. You don't see any footsteps, like I said, or footprints are in the snow or anything like that. Uh, but you're looking at the shack, and you're thinking, man, this place looks kind of like rough. Like, who would want to live here, you know? Somebody who doesn't want to be found? Looks like some th- something belongs to someone very poor or just a hermit, you know? Uh, and as you're kind of looking it over as you guys are walking forward, you you think you see movement inside of it. We all do? No. Zach does. Zach does. Oh. <laughs> Wait, does anybody have a passive perception over a 16? Claren might. You also see movement. Hey, I see somebody inside. Anybody else? Might be the Eldrum. Yeah, we, we were expecting someone to be inside. I assume it's what? the Eldrum. I've been staring at the snow. So are we gonna knock, or are we just gonna stand out here? I I knock on the door and say knock knock. <laughs> oh my goodness! Cure just flipping dies immediately. No I mean, no. just obliterated. There's no answer. Hmm. Knock knock. Let me try. Oh, Theldrum. Mogret knocks on the door. You're up here. This door looks like it, it's on the hinges, okay, but like you can, it does not fit the door facing. It's there's no seal on this door. Like you can see around it into the shack. It's like an old shed door. Is it like crooked, barely on? No, it's 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 attached well. Oh, okay, but it's not like. So do we want to like go in, or do we want to wait for somebody to come to the door? You don't hear anything. Do I hear anything? No response. Hmm. Nothing. Well, we came all this way from nothing. I hate to barge in on you, but I barge in. Okay. <laughs> My God. The door opens very easily. You go inside? Yes. Okay. I also am going inside. Follow. It's a small hut. This is a small hut. Your head almost touches the ceiling in here, Cure. If you had hair, it would be brushing the ceiling. <laughs> that means mine is brushing the ceiling. Nice. No, he's like almost seven feet tall. I am seven foot tall. Shut up. <laughs> Moron. Oh, yeah, I am seven and a half feet Gosh, tall. Gosh, I, I have to lean over. I'm so tall. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris is like, man, this gets, he, he went for the tall ceilings. Mogert's anyway. walking on the ceiling. <laughs> Shut Upside up. Down. <laughs> Y'all walk in. It is small. You see a little table off to one side. You see a fireplace on the other side of the hut. Um, there's like a black cooking pot hanging above it. There's not a bed, but there's something like a bed, like a small, probably some kind of old feather mattress with a bunch of like pelts and furs laying on it. The floor also has like a couple of large furs sewn together roughly laying on the floor. There's no one in here. I walk over to the cooking pot. Okay. Stick out my hammer. 
I hit the cooking pot and say, It's the People's Champion! <laughs> Margaret, stop fire! No answer. Feldrum, we summon thee. Did he summon you guys or request that you come visit him? Mm, no. The queen actually said, go find him. And here we are. That's about it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. She said the only one that would know where Kilmont was was uh, the Eldrum, so here we are. And you know where the Eldrum is, oh, and well, here you, we are. Yeah, you said you knew where <gasps> the Eldrum was. Are you the Eldrum? <laughs> did either Chris or Clarence say anything about seeing movement? Yes, I did. Yes, Clarence did. did. Didn't you just say you saw somebody? in know here? you're here, Puppet. There's somebody in here. I saw him a second ago. <laughs> we know you're here, Puppet. What do you know about Paul A? What are you doing? I'll look around. Chris, you do anything? Can I do another perception check to see if I notice anything that would be out of the ordinary, like a floorboard move? You're perceiving what you could perceive in here, but you could roll an investigation check. Yeah. Can I smell for him? Roll an investigation check. Investigation. uh, I got a 27. Okay. So with a 27, you go look around. Here's what you notice. You notice that the fire, the fireplace, is not hot like it has been burning very recently, but it is warm. You don't really know what that means, but it doesn't seem like someone's had a fire burning in the last hour. You do notice uh, the, you know, you notice everything I said before, and you see the table over there. Over by the table, you kind of look around. There's like some, there's like a pelt laying on it and like a, a bowl that's probably had some food in it. You kind of move stuff around. You find tucked away beside the table a like a, a roll of scrolls, kind of like tied together with a little thing. You pull them out and you start uh, like looking over them and seeing what they are. And there are a number of drawings on them, and they are very, very, very detailed drawings, like professional artist level sketches, like charcoal drawings of dragons. Okay. Kilmont. Multiple different dragons. You see like a face of one and then you see like full body sketches and you see different things like almost like a just someone like mapping out with art like all the different sort of aspects of a dragon. So it's like how to train your dragon journal? I guess kind of, but not like one for each or anything like that. That's awesome. I guess I'm just going to start like spreading them out on the table for everyone uh, yeah. See. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. Hey, um, Torgan. Yes. Can you gather any knowledge from this? Torgan looks over the drawings and kind of scratches his chin and nods a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. This is a dragon. <laughs> <gasps> Great. Whoa. Okay. Now that we got now that we got that um, figured out. Also, somebody was here recently. The fire is still warm. Hmm. Hmm. Can I go outside and see if there are any footprints that are different from ours to see if somebody, like, snuck out while we were coming in? That's a good idea. Are there windows? There is one window, but it is on the right side of the house. Like, you would have seen someone going out the window while you were approaching. It's on the right side if you were coming from the door. Chris, you, you kind of step over when you're telling them about the warm fireplace or whatever. You kind of step over, and then you think to go step outside. And when you do, you walk by the mattress. And when you are doing so, we'll just kind of piggybacking on that great investigation check. 
you feel like a little give under your foot as you walk by the bed. Okay. I I check what it was, like a loose floorboard, okay. I guess. Well, there's like there's like hand-sewn furs into a rug covering it, so you kind of like have to pull that back. Okay, yeah, move the rug. Yeah, there there's a wooden hatch under there for sure. Hey, hey, I think I might have found where they got out, and I want to like try to move the. Margaret goes over there and tries to help Chris. Uh, just. It's not locked or anything. It's just doing. like a wooden board, you know. I jump through the hole. Maybe two feet. It's not open yet. Like a two foot square, three foot square, <laughs> we, big enough we for just, you know. We just I grabbed the, we, the covering. We just grabbed it and you jumped through it and <laughs> broke it. George is like, George <laughs> like, I'm getting the loot this time if there is any. <laughs> Okay, so you know how in cartoons, like when they dive, they do they jump straight up, yeah. and then their body flips all the way upside down. I do that, except you know with my with my elbow going first. You're about to break your arm. Are you ready? <laughs> it's okay. He has three more. There's a ladder. Break no, his arm. Break no. his arm. Dive. Dive. There's, a There's a ladder. I mean, Kirk, you jump in the hole. Nah, I dive. Chris, you're standing there. Mogert, you you pull back the opening to the hatch. There's a ladder leading down. Who goes down? Me. I'll go. You see me flying down the hole. <laughs> okay, Kjorg would... jumps in the hole. Kjorg, oh, you're falling word. through the hole. Let's see. Uh, Break roll, his arm. Roll me. You know what? Actually, he, he cut in front of me. I'm letting him damage himself. <laughs> you jerk. Rope ladder or wooden ladder? <laughs> okay, so you take five bludgeoning damage as you slap the... Floor underneath this ladder. I'm I'm going down behind the flying. <laughs> just hear a, yeah. You do hear a, like a crack when your arm hits the ground. I say, you. It's <laughs> 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 more like eat. Ow! <laughs> we gotta do the echo. Okay. No, eat is that's what you heard as I went by, and then at the bottom of you hear. Yeet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that was a great idea. There's a ladder going down. Please climb down the ladder. Yes, we're going. Everyone else climbs down the ladder like a like normal, normal human. Like a normal person. When I get down, I just want to, like, hit his arm. Yeah. That hurt? <laughs> he said that hurt? Turns into a werewolf. Starts. <laughs> yes, that hurt. All right, you guys are Noise. in some sort of like a tunnel underneath this house. It's like it's carved into the ground. Tunnel. We hear noises. I have dark vision. You all have dark vision. It's a little dark, but it's not super <laughs> duper dark down here. There seems to be some kind of a glow up ahead. Who starts walking? Me. 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 Who's in the front? Me. Me. It's not cured. Cured's hurt. <laughs> what? I was the first one down cured. the ladder after cured jumped. I was the first one down. Uh, okay. You were on the ground. So the first one down. <laughs> so Mogert is going to get Turtle Rock off her back, and she's going to walk in front of Chris. Not like being like, oh, I'm going first to get the treasure. It's more like, you know, trying to protect the group. All right. So you kind of step around Chris, and you're looking. And Chris, you may... I understand the vibe. I let her. You let her? Okay. Yeah, I let her. That's fine. Hey, uh, wait a second, guys. Uh... Do you know anything about the Eldrum? Nope. No. We know all we need to know. Yeah, I know we're looking for him. You know that he is an old dwarf. <laughs> the queen told you that he, like, she remembers him from when she was very young. And, like, her parents told her, I think she told you that they remember him from when they were very young. And that 
the legends of like no one really knows much about him. He's kind of a hermit. He's quiet. He used to always come to the gauntlets, and he would right. always he Presents. was always he was really kind to the children and stuff like that. Yeah, he wasn't like Santa Claus, but he was really kind. Um, but he seemed to never age. The rumor is that he, like what was said, you know, the legend people would say about him was that he was one of Kilmont's generals, like back in the War of Light, and that had somehow like he had been quote unquote touched by the dragon and given this power. You guys know that, like he supposedly has some sort of gift of long life, and, but he hasn't been around in a long time. No one even knows if he's still alive for sure. Well, he better not mess with us or that long life isn't going to last much longer. Yeah, the the reason I ask is he probably wouldn't want us, uh, first of all, just entering his house. Second of all, like going to his obviously secret tunnel. You know well, what I mean? first of all, we don't care. Second of all, listen. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Third of all, secret tunnels are our speciality. We did knock first. Have you stopped, Mogert? Have you stopped? I stopped to turn around and listen to Torgan, but while Mogert's still talking, I want to go in front of her. Oh my gosh, Chris! Just keep walking. I hope you get squashed by a boulder. While Chris goes in front of her, I want to go in front of her. No. Oh, no, I'm about to rage. George. I'm about to rage and kill them all. I'm about to rage oh, and kill goodness. them all. Oh my goodness, are you in front? You keep, no, you're fine. Us. You keep going. You are you are a human. Or you are a being with with individual soul liberty. Okay, you can step in front and keep in front if you want to. Like they can't make you Mogert stop. Is in front. And okay, I'm about to kill you're him. in front. You're walking. You see someone up ahead of you, a short figure with oh. white hair. Oh. Uh, his cloak hanging down around his shoulders. He seems to turn, spot you, and then take off at a full sprint. Guys, Major hey. Gandalf just took off running. Mogret's going to just start running. You take off running. You're all running? Yep. Yeah. Okay, you're running. Yes. Why do we run after people he, he like, that run away? Go, the, the tunnel leads downward and at a curve. So you're running at a curve. And it seems like the tunnel's getting a little bit brighter. There's some kind of light up ahead. And you're running, but it's not bright. It's still dark down here. You're running, you're running, you're chasing them. It's not that far, maybe 50 to 100 feet. And then um, make me a dexterity saving throw, Mogur. We chase after everybody that just shows up and turns the other way. We're murder hobos. 15. All right, 15 is exactly what I needed. Okay. You notice at the last possible second that the tunnel ends and there's no floor in front of you. And you come to a scooting stop with half your feet sticking off the opening of a ledge. And there's a pit, a giant pit. And you can't tell how deep it is, but it's too deep for someone to fall and be okay. Wait, wait. (laughs) Who's behind her? Oh, no. Uh, we all are. I don't know what I am. Okay, directly behind her is Chris. Yeah, Chris, I'm right behind Chris. Make me a dexterity saving throw with advantage. First one's a twelve. Okay. Second one's a twenty. Non-natural. Okay, so with a non-natural twenty, you are able to stop also. And I'm going to say anyone behind you heard it quick enough to stop. You are standing there, kind of like with a hand on each side of this tunnel, Mogert. There's no one here. You look down. Where'd he go? It's dark down there, and you look up, and you can see some light shining through because above you is just a ceiling a little far up, you know, probably 20 feet above you of solid ice. Ooh, um, hmm. Torgan? Torgan. Uh, Torgan. Yes, uh, this is. What? This is outside of my area of expertise. <sighs> What's up there? Well, you would all, well, let me say this you would all assume, based on the terrain where you've been but that's the lake up there 
So the almighty Torgan don't know what to do. What are you doing? <laughs> he's like, he's throwing so much shade at us, oh, it's my turn. So much shade? Oh, okay, well, I guess it's <laughs> No, yeah, throw it back. That's, that's fine. Uh, Mugret's gonna yell. Eldrum! We're not here to hurt you! Kind of resonates, you know, echoes like a, like a, like a cave. We're here about Kilmont. Help us! We need your help. There is no response. What is below? Something down there. It's pretty far down. There's floor down there. You're not exactly sure how far down it is. Ooh. How far? Is there a ladder? Nope, there's no ladder. Are there other ledges you can jump to? There are no ledges. It is a smooth pit cut out in the rock and ice straight down. I want to cast fine traps. And that tells you if there's any traps within sight, right? Yeah, line of sight. I jump. There are no <laughs> traps. Nothing. Cool. Behind you in the tunnel, through here, nothing. No traps. There are no traps. I mean, you could say that the end of this tunnel being right here the way it was is maybe a bit of a trap if you were running, but otherwise no traps. It's far enough of a drop that you figure anyone who did it would end up maimed forever and maybe dead. We can't see the bottom at all. You can see the bottom. Oh, okay. I was going to throw a torch down there, but... There's no, like, continued tunnel on the other side. Uh, it's hard to tell from the from where you're at. How far across is it? Maybe 50 feet across. Mm. I can make it. I turn into Batman, and I use a harpoon gun. Y'all need to figure out a way to get down, I guess. Well, you gave right. us no way to get so, down. So, Mogert start get, starts getting the rope out of her backpack. Oh, do we need to get down? Yes, we do. We are, we are going down? Yes. There's no other way to go. All right. So, this time, and she's tying the rope around her stomach. I don't even know no. what Chris is doing. I'm not paying attention to it. She's mm-hmm. tying the rope. Okay, we've mm-hmm. done this before, I think. I hold the rope. No, I'm holding the rope. What are y'all doing with that rope? Okay, Torgan, we need to get down. You all hold on to her. I'm going to climb down. Oh, uh, what? I'm no, going to slide down. Torg, you're going to die. I look at Kjorg, I go, I'm down to fly down. Fly down. Fly down? Why would we want to take a nap right here, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I got a spell. All right, let's use it. Oh, no. Nope. I've seen <laughs> your spells. They all end in fire. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> That's a good point. It's a good point. It'd probably be best to still tie the rope and let it drop down in case we need a way back up. But That's a good point. Is there anything to tie the rope onto up here? There's not. There's nothing. But you guys have already previously established at least one of you i think has a hammer and pittance oh yeah so you could fashion something to tie a rope to all right so that's what i'm gonna do just give that rope to torgan and let him fix that and then i'm gonna look at chris all right what what kind of spell i mean it it basically just makes us fall slow and we won't be hurt all of us yeah are you sure all right let's do it Mogert's going to grab on the Kjorg's arm and close her eyes. I kind of make this face, like, away from everyone. Like, God, mm-hmm. I hope this works. I've never used this before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, when we start to fall, I'm going to use Feather Fall, which is a reaction which you take when a creature within 60 feet of you falls. Choose up to five falling creatures within range. A falling creature's rate of descent slows to 60 feet per round. Until the spell ends, if the creature lands before the spell ends, it takes no falling damage and can land on its feet. 
So y'all have got to jump, and you can use it as a reaction. On three. Wait. Literally, Moger is just grabbing on the Chorg's <laughs> arm with her eyes Wait. closed, and she's not opening One. her eyes the whole way. Two. Wait, how does this work? Three. Uh, jump. Uh, uh, I jump. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Start off real fast yeah, for boy. a second, and then you just slow down, and you all kind of Mary Poppins your way down to the bottom. Is he cool? I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> hey, good spell, Chris. Well done. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it worked. Me too. Are we there? <laughs> you all reached the bottom. Are we there? At the bottom. Are we or, there? Open your eyes, Mogert. We're there. I believe I can fly. Oh, At the bottom, you look around, and you are in another tall cavern. You can see this pillar, pit, whatever thing going straight up from you. Now that you look around, you see you're in a big, tall cavern. It's probably 50 feet wide and tall. It's kind of eerie. It's solid behind you which is opposite from where the tunnel was that you came out of up there. And directly underneath that tunnel, there is now a passageway going straight forward, around 50 feet tall and wide. It looks weird. The light shining down through the lake illuminates this area. The bottom half of the tunnel, the floor, and half the bottom half of the walls are that sort of blackish-gray color you'd expect, you know, like you've been like the cave you were in earlier today. But the top half, the top half are more blue bluish and white at the top because they're mostly made of ice. Mostly? It's clearly Ow. a tunnel cut halfway through the lake that's above you, like the water comes all the way down this far. Magic is weird. I like it. Well. There's only one direction you can go unless you go back up, and that is forward. Well, here we go again. Eldrum... We know your hair, puppet. It's cold. <laughs> it is as cold down here as it is up there. When you guys were in that tunnel earlier today, it was warm, you know? Down here, it's freezing cold. And Torgan, you're the one that probably notices that, that more than anyone because you would expect being underground like this it, to be warmer, mm. you know? Guys, it's, it's way too cold down here for what I'd expect. Something's off. Aww, are you cold? Are y'all gonna fight to the death? <laughs> no. Y'all fight to the death. <laughs> no, Torgan, I, th I think what Claren is trying to say, I don't know uh, where we're supposed to go, but I think we're, we, we have no choice. What am I trying to say? We have no choice. I think you're right. The sooner we get to the Eldrum, the sooner we can get out of here. Light your torches. The hallway leads forward some distance, um, and it seems to be descending as you walk. Not sharply, but consistently descending deeper into the ground. As it does, the tunnel becomes more gray and stone and less of that icy blue hue on the top. But it does not get warmer. You walk a small distance, you know, I mean, you walk for a few minutes, maybe five or so minutes. And you come to a big doorway. Uh, and there are actually two very large, thick, and heavy stone doors. But they are already opened and swung outward from the hallway and into this next area. That you can't really see from here. But as you step up to the door, do you all go ahead and step through the door? Yep. Okay. 
Have we actually, have we said no to stepping through doors at I'm all? Just making sure before I don't want to. I don't want to yes. assume that you do. Torgan is last. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's in the front? Either Kjorg. Me. Sure. Okay. Oh my. A remarkable athlete. Chamber's huge. It's at least a hundred feet high, maybe more. It's hard to know from here, and equally as wide. Actually, probably a little wider even than it is tall. Uh, and the ceiling slopes down toward the ra- the walls around the perimeter, making it almost like a dome inside here, you know? Up above you, you can see that blue hue again. You can see more of that ice up at the top because this is cut up into it. And while it's darker in here than it was in that uh, hall with the tunnel, with the, you know, the pit cut out, there is some, like, luminescence coming down through the ceiling, just a little. In front of you, as you step into this room, it changes. The floor, as you step in through the doorway, you immediately notice is not rough-hewn stone. From the moment you pass into this chamber, the floor is lined with a path going straight forward of pure white marble. It leads forward about 15 feet, and then it branches to the left and to the right. And in front of you, there is a very tall stone wall, almost like that of a maze, something that would separate and you can't see throughout the rest of the room. There are these big, tall stone walls, and there are these marble paths that lead forward and then into these walls, left and right. Is this marble? Which path do we take? Marble not, Nicodemus. (laughs) This is amazing. (laughs) Did you just make a maze pun? This feels more like a a palace or some kind of royal situation than a hermit living up in the wasteland. It's path going to the left, path going to the right. I guess we better turn around. Which path? <laughs> <laughs> path left, path right. Which path do we take, guys? Rock, paper, scissors. No. And then do the no. opposite? Flip a coin. I gotta stop making y'all make decisions. <laughs> Hold on. Left. <laughs> Let's go right. Because most people choose left first. And then they die. But what if really, like, then they want you to think that way, so you go right, and you, it's really left is the real thing. He, uh... I mean... We're going right. Let's go. Let's go. But then they want you to nope. think that the right mm-hmm. way is the opposite way, because you thought left was right, and then they actually said, I'm I, just going to be kidding. I start walking then, into the right path. Morgan follows. We're going right. right. All right, we're going right. Oh, right yay, path. we're going right. Woo. I'm walking. <laughs> Are there any carvings on any walls or... Any statues? Not at the entrance. It's just two paths and that's it? Well, as from where you're standing right now, yes. All right, then yeah, I'll go. Yeah, uh, go right. Sure, let's go right. Uh-huh. You go right. Let's go. Path goes forward, curves around the wall, and there is a little, I say little, there's a large area. I don't know exactly how wide it is. In the middle of it, there's an enormous sculpture. It seems to be made of ice. And it is, to your best guess, a life-size dragon, <gasps> intricately made. Whoa. And there is standing next to it a humanoid, also intricately made. I mean, it looks perfect. It looks almost lifelike. There is a huge dragon. It is standing there, its neck craned down toward this humanoid, its tail kind of wrapped around toward it. And the humanoid is standing there facing it with its hand up touching its cheek. The humanoid looks to be maybe elven with long hair. There's no there's no color to it. You know, it's ice. 
The dragon is a little bit more slender. Its skin almost has like a bumpy, sleek look to it, as opposed to like thick, heavy scales. On the ground underneath of it, there is a something, a word, like engraved into the, the stone, like marble beneath it. It's it's less engraved and more like it's like it's made of stone, but you can't read it. It's it's a it's a language that none of you understand. Whoa. Okay, Eldrum. I'm about to smash this no, sculpture. No. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh-oh. Easy. Unless you show yourself. Kjorg, no. We don't need to do that. Just ice. It's going to melt anyway. Shut up, Claire. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> <laughs> so what's happening right now? Uh, Mogret's going to walk up toward the uh, sculpture, but mm-hmm. also watching Kjorg because, like, mm-hmm. she does not want him to yeah. smash it. It is, like... To be honest, like, give it, if you have any appreciation for art at all, it's breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Like, it's incredible. As Kjorg runs forward with his mace of smiting, you see a complete disregard <laughs> for <laughs> love of art. Wow. No interest in art whatsoever. Okay, right. Mogert's going to... I was really speaking more to Mogert about the appreciation Yeah, I for know, art. and she is going toward it, but she sees Kjorg doing that? Uh-huh. Turtle Rock is out, and she's yeah. going to intercept him. She's going to rage. Okay, so you're trying to block him from doing that. Yes. Kjork! And right then she rages. I jump, and Mario jump off of Turtle Rock. Okay, like, if, if this is really happening, then we're going to have, like, contesting athletics checks. Oh, Lord. This guy real. What is happening? Yep. Contesting athletics checks, and Mogert, if you're raging, you have advantage. Uh-huh. That'd be real interesting. That's my strength. 19. Okay. 14 plus 7. So that is a 21. So, Mogert manages to stand her ground, bring her hammer up, and just block you from moving forward. Like, there's a scoot, but you are blocked. Kjorg, you're not going to break this. Why not? Does anybody else do anything? I just enjoy watching. It's funny. Okay. That's, I mean, nobody has to do anything. Y'all can just let this yeah, play I'm out. I'm kind of thinking, these two's got big hammers? I'm just asking. Torgan's appalled, but he's not wanting to get in the way. Okay. He's too passive. Why should I not break this? We do not want another enemy. We already have enemies enough. We just want his attention. We will get his attention, but not like this. And if you try to break this, I will fight you. So I smashed the little one. No! (laughs) He just wants to smash something. Mugger's not going to let him. If they're still, like, tussling, Torgan will come up and try to restrain Kjorg, too. Oh, oh my no. goodness. Okay. Restrain? Uh, so is, is this becoming a physical thing, or are we still talking? I'm not moving yet. Guys, guys, is, guys. Is there anything else in the room that we notice, or is that it? Like, can I start walking around checking? Oh, is the path going forward? Like, the path continues... You're in a little clearing, and that's what this is. This is obviously, like, okay. meant to be here as the focus where the path is taking you, and the path goes around it okay. and then gotcha. forward again. Look, Kjorg, I am your friend. I don't want to fight you, but you can't just... Okay, but this statue is not your friend. You can't just break this, which could make an enemy for us. Hmm... We go look at the other direction. Why are we focusing on a statue if the path clearly leads out of this room and continues on? Shouldn't we just go? 
Okay. But if I see another statue, I'm gonna break it. Okay. Let's just let's just go focus on finding the Eldrum and you can smash things later. That is a nice dragon though. That was simple enough. <laughs> Y'all continue forward then. <laughs> yes. So it's turning like it, it's circular around this room and the path goes around this beautiful sculpture. Who's in the front? That would be probably Chris now. Moger is right next to Kjorg okay. with her hammer out. Okay. You continue forward. <laughs> That's fine. I will I will lead the muscle <laughs> and just go. The path curves in. There's a small walkway still marble on the floor like the paths are marble and the rest is like you know just granite ahead of you there is another one of these sculptures it's another enormous draconic ice sculpture uh this one though kjorg when you see it you immediately recognize it because you have been face to face with this dragon it is uh sitting on its back legs with its enormous like arms down in front of it and standing between its arms is a humanoid figure cut into the ice. It's these fancy robes, his hair kind of spiked and parted to one side. He's got like a little grin on his face and he looks human, but you can tell by the spikes along the spine of that dragon. That is a, I mean, bit for bit perfect rendition of Hope and Kill the True. You gonna break this so- one? Life size. Mogert, as soon as she... Because she's not recognizing the dragon part. I take off running and I say, I know this one. Well, Mogert doesn't know what Kjork means by that. Okay. So she, as soon as she (laughs) sees the statue, she's running to like get in front or between or whatever. Okay. What's Kjork doing? Like, are you trying to run up and crash this one? No. You run up to it and like now the closer you get to it, the more you can see. I mean, you can see it. It's perfect. It's a perfect rendition of Hope and Kill. It's like he's right here. This is Hope and Kill. The silver dragon. Mogert's right there with her hammer. What do you mean? He has a tower in the forest of the bush enchanters. (laughs) What does that have to do with the Eldrin? Good question. is Is it not becoming a little more clear? We found the papers with all the intricate drawings of dragons. Does the path continue on out of this room, Paul? It does, yeah. And I mean, you all know that the Eldrum is supposedly... Like, you're here because he know If anyone in the world knows where Kilmon is, it's him. Right. Like, you know he's connected to the dragons. And, and with all those drawings of the dragons, we'll probably go through multiple rooms of statues, so why don't we continue on the path? That's a great idea, Chris. I say, hope and kill. I summon thee. Nothing happens. <laughs> but there Curse is also you. the same symbols on the floor <laughs> underneath him. A word that you can't read. I climb up on his back. So basically it's Rodin <laughs> Draconic. You really climb up on his back? Do you think the Eldrum carved all these? Yes. I mean, you can climb up on his back. This is how I defeated hope and kill. <laughs> This great silver dragon. Mogur is climbing behind him, and she is literally... You can just see on her face, she's just unsure of what Kjorg's yeah, going to do, but like she's what's mad. About, like, what's about to happen, she's right? She's just, like, ready to hit him. Yeah, and then I climb down. And I hold out my mace in two hands, and I thank you for this. And then I walk on. Mogur holds her turtle rock. She looks over. She doesn't really understand what just happened. 
<laughs> she kind of looks at the statue. Thanks. And she keeps following Kjorg. <laughs> That's amazing. So y'all continue forward. You come to a point where the path turns inward toward the center of the room. You have to follow it, and then it turns again. And it's like it's snaking its way inward like a maze would, but it's not really a maze. You can tell it's not giving you choices. It's leading you on a path, and you see from from this direction, you see four of these statues. The two you've already seen, you see two more. And then you come to a point where you've reached like the opposite end of this room. And it turns one last time, and it's a straight line toward the center. And you come to one more of these statues. The one you see here is not like any of the others. The others have been a dragon and a humanoid figure. This one doesn't show a humanoid figure at all. This one's crazy. And you're not at the center of the room yet. This is right in your path. This one is actually a scene. There are two things here. One is an enormous dragon, probably the biggest of any of them that you've seen. It's got a huge horn uh, on its snout going upward like that, kind of like up and back. Um, Its wings are spread and its mouth is gaping. And there is ice in the shape of fire coming out of it. And this one actually has a little bit of a color to it. It has a bluish hue to it, which is cool. And it is locked in combat with another ice sculpture. And this looks like a skeletal dragon. Oh, man. And it's got what looks like carved into it. It looks like patches of like skin sewn together. Like That's the image in this ice sculpture of this big skeletal dragon. And there is a beast on its back. And I say a beast because it's a humanoid-looking thing. But you, you guys would... It looks kind of like an orc, but like way worse than an orc. And he's got this crown made of bones on his head you know you can tell from the from the shape of it his mouth is lined with sharp teeth he is like his muscles are bulging and he's holding in one hand this enormous great axe and it's like a ferocious battle scene and there are words written under it just like the others but the path goes around that and then it leads to the center of the room and Actually, where you turned that last time, the another path came to meet it. You would assume it's the other path. Like if you'd chosen left or right, either way, it would have taken you along certain ones to lead you to the same place. But now the path leads forward. You go around this great scene. You come to the center of the room. There's a large area here, probably 60 feet across in a circle. In the very center of it, the path leads right up to another one of these statues. Like the last one, though, there's no humanoid figure here. There is only a dragon. This one also is distinguished from the others because the others are ice. They're kind of see-through. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This one is solid white. Still carved into ice, but like frosted white ice. It is standing on all fours. It looks regal and powerful. And it is leaning down its neck with its snout touching the top of the back of a large white marble seat. I mean, really, the word for it would be throne. And in front of that throne, on the floor, on his hands and knees, with his head also touching the floor in front of it, is a small dwarven figure. He's wearing ratted clothes looks like just rags held together 
Uh, he has thick white hair on his head and coming down off of his face as a, in a beard, and it's kind of running together and tangled. And you can hear him kind of muttering up ahead. Sir? He doesn't, uh, he doesn't re- respond or react in any way. I say, Gilmont, I summon thee. Nothing happens. Okay, I go up to the guy. Okay. Yeah, Mogert's up there too. He is on all fours, his forehead on the marble, muttering. I put my hand on his shoulder and say, are you the elder? He jumps back. And he just kind of like looks at you all. Now that you can all get a good look at his face, he's like pale skinned, white hair, white beard. He's wearing spectacles that are like just on his nose. You know what I mean? They don't have like earpieces. And he is looking at all of you kind of back and forth like nervously. I am a champion of Paylor, and I am seeking Kilmot the Unforgiving. Oh, 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 oh. Kilmont. Kilmont. You've, you've found Kilmont, he says, pointing up at the, uh, the ice sculpture. What? Mogert's going to go over to the ice sculpture. Okay. You go over to it. I turn to it and I say, it's nice to meet you, Kilmont. It doesn't speak to you. Is this the real Kilmont? What do you mean we've found Kilmont? Uh, it's Kilmont, the unforgiving, he says, like lifting up two hands toward it, like in obeisance. This kind is of. just a ice sculpture of a dragon. When she gets over to the um, thing, she puts the turtle rock on her back mm-hmm. and just touches, just like very delicately because she's you know, in awe about all this stuff. Mm. So she touches it. Oh, don't, don't. No, 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 don't touch it. Who are ye? Who are, who are all of ye? My name is Mogert Stonefire. What are you doing here? We're here for the Eldrum. Aye. Aye. And why? To find Kilmont. I am the Eldrum. That's me. Or so I once was, they say. I've heard. And you found Kilmont, he says, looking up at him. This is just an ice sculpture. No, 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 no. This is Kilmont the Unforgiving. What do you mean, what happened? What do you mean, what happened? Okay, if this is Kilmont, then how can we speak to him? Can you not hear his voice? No. I would like to. He says, my lord, and he falls down and puts his face back on the floor and his hands on the marble. I get down beside him and do the same thing. Same. Nothing happens. No, Mogert's going to touch the sculpture. Don't! He stands up like in a hurry, like he's up and he's like fast up real fast. Don't touch him. What happens if we touch him? Don't you dare. Why? Don't touch him. Why have you come here? We need Shh. Kilmont. No. I can't be right. The king they of Dimmerhold. They can't hear him. Hush. No. No, not no, not no. No, he says, and he is like kind of rubbing his head. Who are you speaking to? Uh, don't, never you mind. You need to leave. Doron Shattershield sent us here. He said you would be the only one who would know anything about the whereabouts of Kilmont, the Unforgiving. 
and how we could speak to him. Don't you say that name in this place. What, Dorond? He, like, appears in front of you <laughs> with his hand around your throat. Claire. Hey, don't say that name anymore, Claire. I said, don't you say that name again. Why are you so in afraid? In this place, you can't speak. Your, your, your throat is squeezed. It's harder. It's that you start to speak, and it just closes. Okay, gotcha. Okay, Eldrum, you can let him go. Nobody's going to say the name again. That whelp is no king. Let him go, Eldrum. Let go, please. He releases him. Well, he's the only one that we know of. What you mean? The only one that you know of? King? Yeah. Hmm. Yes. He has disrespected the great Kilmont. How? All right, then, Eldrum. That's sounding a lot like what that lizard lady said. All right, then, Eldrum. If he's disrespected Kilmont, then we need to speak to Kilmont so he can... Shh, he says, holding up a finger. No, no, no. No, 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 my lord, no. My lord, no, please. No, we can't. Lord. Uh, his hands come up to his ears and he's like pulling at his hair. You shouldn't have come here. Well, we're here. You shouldn't have come here. Uh oh. He's here. <laughs> he looks up. Mogert gets her turtle rock off her back. And his There's eyes Johnny. have turned solid white. Yeah, I back up with, you know, like intent and I. Grab my sword. And he like falls back down on all fours and grows. Grows long arms, oh. long legs, thick, heavy white scales. Oh, freaking. His snout stretches out into long, with sharp, sharp teeth. And before you is Kilmot the Unforgiven. I knew it. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, we did it. It's over. It's a happy ending. Good game. Everything's going to be good from here. Now you will be judged. Oh. And that's where we're going to end this episode. Oh. Oh, my. Did you bring your gavel? This is where you say psych. <laughs> say psych right now. Keep say psych. Say psych. <laughs> say, say, say psych, psych. Paul. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much for listening. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Come on. And you can look forward to next week when uh, these, at least a couple of these doofuses, get, surely get judged by Kilmot the Unforgiving. And who knows what's going to happen next. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Ciao. Goodbye. <sighs> Goodbye. Bye. And we are Timothy. friends joined by five. I am, five. Your I am joined by master. four friends of mine. Five, Paul. Six friends. Who's not your four? friend? It's oh, different. Y'all will ha- we'll have to see because uh, we'll just have to see how it goes. <laughs> One of you is vying for my friendship, and it's not Sam. <laughs> it's me. I was going to say, if you say four, Sam's last, so he's automatically like excluded from the friend group. <laughs> no, that's not it. You jerk. No, you're, you're wrong. The, here are five I, friends of mine. Thank you. Please introduce yourselves. Here's one friend in the four idiots. <clears throat> I'm Jeffrey, number one of the four <laughs> idiots. And who do you play? I'm not number two. 
You don't know. You know you don't have to keep going. I'm not one of them. You're number two. You're number two. You're number two. That means you're poo. He always gets ammo toward me. Always. Just ignore him. Hey. Just ignore him. I'm You're a poo. Say it again. Oh, God. Hey, I'm Felicia. <laughs> She's doo doo. And I play Mogert Stonefire, Mogert. and I'm not one of the four idiots. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Okay. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm the final idiot, and I play Chris. Yeah. Number four. Hey, I'm Sam. I'm an additional idiot, <laughs> and I play Corgan. <laughs> I love it. Oh, boy. If you support us on here, we'll also give you a shout out on the show. You're idiot number six. <laughs> is this idiot number six? And thank you for six? that. Is and this week's shout out goes to. This is. Now I don't want to. Idiot I, number six. I don't want to say this name incorrectly. I think it's Sura. S U R A H. Sura. You think that's right? S U R A H. Sura. 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 Welcome Sura. to the idiot squad. Sura. Woo! It could be Sura. I recently started to get into Nine. Game. You gotta ignore them. You it's gotta roll to right over. <laughs> we always get muted. I share many interests with them and just freak out when they make a reference to something I love in Zelda or anime. Good job. You did good. There's no rating that would fit yeah, this podcast. Thank you for the review, Max. Playing the German national anthem. All right, Zach. All right, that's good. Uh, Jeffrey's got to make up a review. We don't have time for this. All right, Jeffrey. Uh, it's time again for you to do your to, to make up another review. This one actually comes from uh, our friend Yeet Boy Two Thousand. Yeet. He just knows first where. First name Zuck. Second name Eldrum. You know that he. And third name. We looking for him. <laughs> That's Fourth one word. Name, Target knows. One, <laughs> one word. We're looking for him. We're at 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> Most of that is banter. We're good. That's what I meant. It's fun. Anyway. <laughs> uh, here's what you know about the Eldrin. You know that he, that he is an old dwarf. That's what I meant. Shut up. Just shut, my shut, type. Shut up. Shut up! Please! Looking good. <laughs> Looking good. <laughs> Let's talk about what happened last time on Make Believe Heroes. On Dragon Ball Z.